What up, y'all? It's your man, Kev Mack, and I'm back with another episode of Kev Mack Video Podcast. No surprise today, we got Big U again. Big U all week long. Big U this weekend. This is the channel for Big U Insights. So, check it out, y'all. Hopefully, you had a good week. Today, we're going to have Big U responding to allegations and questions about WAC 100 and Athens Bone. There was an audio tape that it resurfaced recently on YouTube where someone secretly recorded Athens Bone speaking on Big U and WAC 100. And we got Big U on Fox Hills in Culver City, California and regards to the rolling 60s. question everybody want to know is if you're familiar with the clear bone tape that surfaced on YouTube. Yeah, that, I heard that tape about three years ago. So that's old news. Yeah, that's old news. I mean, you know, I done had dude do several things for me since then, but I mean, I, I mean, I know how I talk about people when um, I'm by myself or I'm, in, I'm thinking I'm in the confidence of, of my own room, my own circle. So, you know what I mean? First thing he said was, I got a lot of respect for dude, and I think dude got respect for me, and he went on to say whatever he say. So, I don't pay that shit no attention. Really, man, stuff on the internet, I don't pay a lot of that no attention. You know what I mean? I mean, I know me, standing up standing up in front of a man, as you know my history, I think um, I'm pretty good at being successful in all aspects of being a man, so no. I even talked to him after that. Hold on one second. That's it. Well, is it going? It's still on. Well, since you've seen that tape, what is, what is your relationship with, with the WAC 100? Well, I've been friends with WAC Man for, I want to say, probably about 2004, 2005. And it's not my relationship because it's just about the ignorance in what the WAC did and the way WAC carried it. And you know, sometimes people get caught up in this internet shit and getting cameras in their faces and they lose sight of who they are and what they're doing. That's just a fact. You know, it ain't no, ain't no, I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing for nobody. And I talked to him about it, about the whole situation. I didn't like it, didn't appreciate it. And, you know, it was nothing really, really was like, I was kind of in awe, like, nigga, where you going with this and why you keep doing it? But we talked about it, and you know, that's what it was. I wasn't gonna go save nobody. Slowly but surely, we are starting to grow here at Kev Mac Video Podcast and Kev Mac Videos on YouTube. 
we're slowly approaching 80,000 subscribers. It's definitely been a long, hard journey to get here. Appreciate you all. Continue to spread the word. I mean, there's nobody bringing content like this. I work hard to bring it to you on the podcast at your request. And I work hard all day, all night to bring it to you on YouTube. My editing skills are getting a little bit better. And I'm just constantly working for you guys. And yes, again, this has become a hustle. My passion has turned into a hustle. But it's hard to hustle when you're getting seven-tenths of a penny per ad. So, again, hopefully you guys continue to check me out and spread the word. Me and my staff, Melly Mel from Santana, Compton Crip, and Baby Smack, a fellow Rolling 60. We have street knowledge. We have street connects. We know street history. We lived it. We grew up in it. We've been around it all our lives. And we're able to bring you some content and some information and some questions that other people in this field cannot and will not ever be able to bring you. Again, hope you appreciate it. I'm working hard to bring it to you. And now, the Big U episode continues. I was the founder. I created Conan Parker in my mother's garage. I had a lot of, you know, lifting weights and I was on sport. They started calling me Big Miz. people talk about ice tea and 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 to me ice tea was a legend because when we was at crenshaw ice tea used to come up to crenshaw you know we was young dudes and when 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 ice tea used to come up there he had the porsche then he was getting money the perm he was it was fly and we used to have a big ass jewelry big ass gold chain man it has I don't know if he had diamonds in it or not. You know what you had to rob Ice tea? Maybe them older dudes. Maybe them, I don't know. You know, to me, he was going to be Ice tea. You know what I mean? And he was a couple years older than me. I definitely wasn't, I never was going to, you know, try to rob him or nothing, but. Yeah, he was like eight years older than Jerome. Yeah, he was. I'm trying to tell you, like, you know, like, I didn't look at I didn't look up to him as like like a we didn't look up to him as like a gangbanger, but when we was trying to call ourselves being players and we used to hear about homies doing licks, like you know you're young and you keep your ear to the ground hearing about different licks. Like we used to hear about homies breaking in the uh, on the supermarket, rap supermarkets from the ceiling. And we used to hear about homies robbing the post office, because that's where all the money was. It used to be more money in the post office than it was in the banks. And we used to hear about homies, you know, hitting jury licks. And you are you young dudes, you trying to aspire to become criminals. You know, you you just 
growing up young, hearing how these old dudes was getting these licks and, and doing these licks. I remember when some of our big homies in the hill, picking them and all of them was doing licks. We didn't know them dudes. We didn't know none of them old dudes. We just heard stories of what they may have been doing or what was going on. You know what I mean? And as young dudes in the area, you you know, you hear about them things. So you go out and do the shit that you heard and do it on the level that you can do it on. So so when you hear Ice T nowadays talk about jewelry licks and all that, that's what he was known for back then? Man, he was definitely known about that, real talk. And I I, I mean I didn't I didn't follow his style into the pimping and all that, but I'd be hard pressed to say anything. I couldn't say nothing but good about T because we looked up to him. And he was the first one. He continued to impress. I would say that. Because then I, I'm, you know, going in and out of jail. Then you come home and you see, damn, he in a movie? You know what I'm saying? Then he damn it did what became our theme song for the 60s. You know, it was uh, six in the morning, police at my door, funky, fresh Adidas, cruising got the bathroom flow, and then he had a song about BJ. Wow. And, you know, BJ had the sack, I can't remember what it was, but this is shit that we was like, damn, like, you know, the homie, the homie is on, you know what I mean? And to me, I always hear people say, where was he from, where, you know, what set he was from and all that. I just claimed him as the nigga from the West because it was nobody on the West winning when Ice T was doing when Ice when Ice T was doing it. You know, it was only East Coast niggas that was in music, and then he flipped the script on a whole another level and came with colors. You know, and when he came with colors, it was like, damn. In my mind, cut, keep doing it. Like, and he was just raising the bar, man. Then I remember when I was uh, um, I got out. I don't know where I got out of jail from. Probably was in jail for a couple months. And he had the album cover with him, with him on the front and his wife with the, with the 12 gauge in the back. I used to look at that for more reasons than just the music. <laughs> 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 but, but, I mean, it's just that dude always stayed a step above. And he always stayed raising the bar. You know what I mean? And... Have you came across him since your success? When I first came home, it was weird, you know. And then, as of late, you know, what I mean, we 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 um we 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 linked up and we talked. We supposed to be doing a project together, but I don't think I don't think he ever knew how I looked at him. You know what I mean? Like you know how people can think that you think of them a certain way, but I don't think he ever knew as a kid, younger. Being well, we get to high school. We get to high school in the tenth grade. You probably what 14, 15? I don't think he even knew how much influence he had on how I thought and how our crew moved and how we thought. You know what I mean? Let me ask you about Bruce one more time. Bruce Richardson. Bruce Richardson to me was a dope boy. Was a dope boy. He's one of the most successful, one of the dope, most successful dope boys in the in the game at that time, like in that era. Um, we went to high school together, and Bruce was a year or two years older than me. So when I was at Crenshaw in the tenth grade, Bruce would have been in the eleventh or twelfth. I'm not all the way sure, because I know it was Bruce Richardson, Henry Hawkins, Albert Bell. Um, I can't remember who all was there, because me and John Williams was in the same grade. Um, John Williams was a football, he was a basketball superstar.
And we was all going there. And I, I'll never forget it because I know Twinkie had got killed maybe a year before that, maybe two years before that. And it was it was like the anniversary of Twinkie's, Twinkie's, Twinkie's passing. And the A-Trade Gangsters had ran in, in the um, – in the in the um arcade, it used to be an arcade on on Eleventh Avenue and Fifty Fourth, and that's the arcade we used to be in. And I'll never forget it because they ran in there and cornered the homies. We had just walked out, and we walking down the street. And we see these cars pull up, and we see a bunch of dudes jumping out, and they got the '83 jerseys on, and they um got rags. They don't go and do no popping because I guess they was looking at us like like the homies was youngsters, and. We try to run back. They didn't fast. They got in there, whooped on the homies, and, and, and uh, whooped on the homies and, and came out of there. Cause Bruce Richardson was playing basketball, and they was in like the crew in front of us. And 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 we, you know, how you coming out of, out of we coming out of the arcade, and we all walking towards the school. And then when it happened, everybody started running back. Like everybody started running back, but we looking at them old days. Them niggas was like we was like tripping. Like after it was over, like them niggas was grown. Like they had beards and all this, but then it was like the whole school was all on one accord. And I was walking with with with, with this little girl I was going with at the time. Her name was Stacy, and we get back to the school, and I want to say maybe. Three, four days after that incident, because that's how I put the incident together. Me and Bruce, Bruce I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting on the thing, and Bruce coming to me, and he like talking to me. But what's funny is we used to be in front of the basketball court. In front of the basketball court, it used to be like trees that was growing on this wall, and I'm sitting on the wall, and it's everybody like me, Slim. I want to say it was probably me, Slim, Benzo. I know my big cousin Capone and William was all out there. We was right there talking. And Bruce walked up and he like, man, yeah, man, woo, and he talking about the chick. But I ain't really tripping off what he's saying. Then he just fired on me. While I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting on the on the wall, and I fall back in the bushes, and I get to kick, and I kick my way out the bushes. But by the time I get to kick my way out the bushes, my cousin and they're rusting. Woo! So now we go to work, and now we ended up whooping the basketball team and the and the football team and the basketball team because he was hella popular at the school. But he was like, I want to say he was one grade, it was two grades older than me. Cause I was in a tent, he was in eleven. So we ended up getting into it with the whole, the whole the basketball and football team came to his aid. Came to his aid because he was like the scorekeeper or something. He used to keep the score, or he was like the you know like the, I don't know what the fuck they was doing at school, but they would keep like he would keep the score and he he was he wasn't on the team. To my knowledge, but he was always moving around. So, so basically, this is Big Jim's first L. No, nah, it wasn't the L, because when we came out them bushes, we whooped everybody's ass. And I caught him around at the uh, at the dean's office and whooped that ass out. <laughs> no, I never had an L. I'm sorry. They, they, they say Bruce knew, knew that shit. Nah, Bruce, you got to remember, Bruce studied under us. Bruce studied with us at BKF. He studied, he studied under us at BKF. He took it from Ray. Bruce was a... I was already a black belt. Bruce was... 
I think a green belt. I think Bruce is a green belt. And I probably outweigh Bruce by at least 20, 30 pounds. Oh, so y'all practice this shit on the same roof? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. We studied, um, he studied, he studied somewhere else first, then he came to us. So he studied under a whole other system, and then after high school, he came to us. So look, Bruce, Bruce is known, was known as, as a baller in LA. Was he having money at, at high school, or just No, he wasn't having no money in high school. We was having the money in high school. We was boosters, but we was snatching, though. It was different. You know, we called ourselves implement, uh, um, imitating the older guys. When they was snatching and bashing on the jewelry stores, we was snatching clothes. But what, what, wasn't Bebe wasn't and Big Cal doing this shit too? Yeah. That was a, we was competing against each other. Bebe, Big Cal, and them was like from up there. We was down here. We was like the AGs. And uh, we used to be competing with each other, man. We used to be, bro, I'm telling you. Back then, Crenshaw was a fashion was a fashion show. We used to be stealing in um at the back of Crenshaw selling Louis Vuitton, East Saint Laurent jeans, I mean Jordan jeans, East Saint Laurent jackets. This this is before the crack era. Oh yeah, this was way before the crack era. That's how y'all hustled before the crack came in. Before crack came in, that's when um, and I can't say that I ever did a jury a jury bash or a jury lick. Let me ask you about Bruce one more time. Bruce Richardson. When he was in high school, was he from a gang? Not that I know of. No, we was the only ones really gang banging. Bruce wasn't from no gang, period. But what neighborhood did he grow up in? In the in the Midlows. In the six five Midlows. And I think I don't think Bruce really started identifying. Matter of fact, I know. I know Bruce did not start identifying with, with a gang until he got money. What game was that? And that was probably like the, the Midlows and the Six Fives. He daddy had his own game. Like, them niggas was all on the same block. Like, we was the AGs. And that's how I would explain it. We was like the AGs. Like, we was the AGs in the 60s. Like, it's the 60s all surrounding us. But it's so many of us on the same block. We claim that. But then we were still whatever it else it was. And that's how Bruce Richardson was. He was on his block. And it was enough for them who were younger than him and who was, you know, who he could influence. And they they was what You never heard about him being Brim associated? Yeah, we heard that too. We heard that we heard that coming up um because of where he was, where he lived. You know what I mean? And he probably grew up with a lot of them dudes who eventually became Brims just like we did. We was on Arlington, on on Slauson. You know, on Slauson Arlington. Some of us went VNG, some of us went sixties and you know, so and then you had that dude who maybe didn't bang nothing, was cool with both sides. Genius car wash. That was Bruce and them car wash. What was that? Right there on Crenshaw and Fifty Second. Crenshaw and Fifty Second. Yeah, that was that was on uh, his. It was and and again too, man. Like Bruce was a forward thinker, man. Bruce was like one of the first one of us to get a business. I even remember when BJ and Mark Layla got the phones on. I want to say that it wasn't until I got out of 1987 that BJ, that when I got out of 1987, that BJ had opened up the phone zone. Bruce Richardson had the car wash and everybody had started opening up businesses, you know, in and around our neighborhood.
And um, yeah, I, 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 I want to say 87. I want to say 1987. That's when I came out because then I eventually went to Minnesota. And in the BJM, because before 87, that would have been. That would have been 187. Yeah, because BJ did the lick on the board on the, on the, on the, on the um, Lil Junior. I think his name from up, from up north. He had a hitting for like some people say eight hundred thousand. Some people say a million, a million five. And I gotta tell you, man, that was the first. That was the most money I had ever seen at one time. Like we was hustling, and I hadn't went to Minnesota and started getting that kind of money yet. Cause I hadn't been to Minnesota yet. I just got a March nineteen eighty seven. So when when BJ did that lick, I think we was just now starting. I just came home. We was just now finna start moving with Bo. And how was he able to slide underneath him to get that amount from him? Ah oh, man, I don't know how BJ did that. I guess BJ was telling him he had a plug and um they was gonna come down and buy some buy some buy some work from him. <laughs> BJ just was crafty, man. That was BJ thing. BJ set you up and had you come come get the bag. That's what I eventually went to prison for. And BJ had BJ had them come down. And I don't know if he had showed them some fake work or if he told them he had to work, but they get him. He get them right there on 11th Avenue and 11th Avenue between Vernon and. He left up between Vernon and uh, right there on Vernon, and I can't remember what street that is between Vernon and whatever. But it was on Eleventh Avenue by the high school, and I never forget it because it was him and, and the other little homie. They rest in peace. And the boy come up with the bag. He had a body bag, a body bag full of money, and he come give it to Jay. Jay whip out on him. The boy go go crazy because Jay didn't whip out on him, and. They get on. Make a long story short, before they went to do the lick, we was at BJ, BJ House on 48. So we all stand in front of in front of BJ House. BJ like, man, I'm gonna do this lick, man. I'm gonna look out for you, but you gotta promise me you ain't gonna trip on me. You ain't gonna take the rest of my shit. And I'm like, all right, yeah, all right. So while we standing there, Mays pull up. Mays pull up in the front in the parking lot. All them dudes ran in the house and locked the doors. Me and J-Bone, get, me and Big J-Bone get stuck outside. And they locked the door. Mays and running, running the uh, running BJ yard. So this is kind of like me and Mays having a, a, a standoff. And I'm like, my nigga, I ain't complying to nothing because I'm fresh out. I ain't got no warrants or nothing. So they telling them if they don't open the door and come outside, they're going to take J-Bone at once. They're going to take J-Bone to jail. So we sitting there. They end up taking J-Bone to jail. And they take J-Bone to jail. They leave. I jump in the car and I roll off, right? And I'm on my cell phone. So Jay and them like, man, we finna leave because I, I ain't following me. So I'm just rolling. I roll back to the hood. I roll to my auntie house on Arlington. I roll on the block. I'm sitting on the block. I'm calling Jay and them on the phone. Jay and them said they going to go do the lick. He called and said he just did the lick. Now, by the time they get through processing, they didn't did the lick. J-Bone is calling his bill is like 30000 So I rolled back. Jay said, come back to the house. He going to have something there for me. So I, give, I instead of going where I was finna originally go, I ended up going straight to J-House. 
to BJ house. When I walk in the house, these niggas, first when I get to these niggas got the door barricaded. They don't want to let nobody in. I'm like, man, open this motherfucking door. So that's when I get on E. And I'm like, uh, I get on him for not opening the door. I open the door, I come in. Man, this nigga got on the bed, bro, more money than I ever seen in my life. Yeah, my legs start shaking. I'm like, bro. So this ain't no myth to you. You seen it, John. Oh, no. This is not no myth at all, bro. This nigga got more money on his bed than I ever seen. He rolled off 30 bands. And like, how much is J-Bone uh, uh, on bill? And I'm like, 30,000. He like, give me 30,000. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nigga, where mine's at? He gave me another 30. He said, when you leave and you come back, I'm a, uh, it's going to be some more money here when you go get J-Bone. I rolled a um, Southwest, me, um, is that Southwest on um, King? Yeah. I rolled a Southwest. Cash him out the whole, I'm not going to the Bell Bond, Celeste King Bond. I go to Celeste, Celeste King, Bell, Celeste, I get Celeste the whole 30 because now J-Bone will get the whole 30 back when the case is over. And Celeste, go get him. I'm swing back. He said, give me about an hour and then go get him. I swing back by Jay house. Jay sister give me some more cash. I'm like, damn. But when I walked in and seen all that money this nigga had, nigga, I was like, y'all niggas done fucked up. Y'all done robbed the wrong people. That's what I'm thinking. Like, was there any re repercussions? Um, um, yeah, because, you know, we got the call. Niggas was calling like, man, we got a hit out on Jay. They want to put the money up. I'm like, well, put the money up. These are open dudes. These are open dudes, yeah. What did they do to L.A. dudes? Call and have somebody who was dumb enough to get paid and think they're going to get paid if they get the money back. Because that's what niggas always do. Niggas call you and tell them, hey, man, I got robbed. But if you get the money back, just give me half of it back. Give you half of it back? Wait a minute, you just got robbed. If I get it, if I get it I'm going to keep it all. What kind of sister that make? So it was a lot of that going on back back and forth between Jay and them. And then, um, shit, man. I mean, that was like a hell of a summer, bro. And I mean. Was that big news in L.A.? It was big news the whole of California. It wasn't just L.A. That news was like amazing. Because and, I, and, I, and I'm telling you, I hadn't at that point never seen that much money at one time. You know what I mean? Because you got to remember. When I left in '84, we was full on game banging. And I come home, I mean, I come look, and I go back. When I go back in '85, and I get out in '87, it was like. What did DJ do with that money? But I can tell you, I can tell you exactly what he did. We were over sixty thousand of it went. I mean, you know, yeah, but oh, no, I got about ninety. I got thirty. I got J Bone was thirty. I was thirty. Then I came back and got yeah, 60 more. Money. And then I got more after that. Then I got, but then you got to take care of certain homies was getting taken care of. A lot of homies was getting, was, you know, who was involved. So you figure, all right, out of all that. Then he went and bought, what, he bought that Porsche. He bought a, uh, uh, he bought a Porsche, a Vet. He bought um, a Bronco. Bronco T brought a Bronco. That's what you start calling it, Tino Bronco T. Off of that money. Um, shit. I mean, niggas bought sacks, and we went to Minnesota, and it was like, it was like, but I didn't do the lick. You know what I'm saying? I just was coming in on the, like, the, oh, you did the lick. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I had I had actually nothing to do with it, so I really didn't have nothing coming off of it. It was all of they lick. 
He was feeding the wolves. Man. He was feeding the wolves, man. And I heard that they was finna do something. I didn't even know. J Bone knew and Lil Bam knew, but I didn't know. I didn't. I wasn't in on like the inner work stuff. I just heard like you know, you know, back then we would hear somebody got something going on, and so now we pulling up like nigga, what's that? What's happening? Who uh, who finna eat? <laughs> Where was DJ from? Six oh four six. I mean, the homies don't want to keep it 100 and because, it, you know, it was a bad situation. But he was really, he banged the hood. He fought for the hood. He pushed the line. It's like everybody else, you know, you go, it was like, it was like 60s was the biggest thing. We At that time, before then, we went from, I would say from Florence all the way to Vernon. All the homies in Florence, we influenced all that. And we was all over there. And it wasn't until I left that you seen the rise and the growth of the 40s that that they was younger. You know what I mean? So anything that was going on was like us. Because even like where they really strong at, we used to call that the hook hood and the, and the catwalks and the five ones, you know, on the other side of Western and in the 50s and in the 40s was like, we used to call that like the five ones and the hook hood. You know what I'm saying? So... It wasn't really like they was younger than us. And even the ones who was my age was still not like, you know what I mean? Snowman, uh, some of them were Snowman and all them was like real riders and, and get out dudes. But the VNGs had so much of that area at that time. And then like when I came home, it was it was crazy because I had seen the 40s and went down there from, from like Crenshaw all the way to the east side. And then they took all of what used to be the Hoovers, you know, because when we grew up, that when they moved to swap me from Western and uh, um, what was that Western and um, Manchester, right there close to there in the H rays and they surplus. the surplus, and they went to um, by USC Bell Sales went over there. That was all Hoovers. That was all Hoovers. So when I came home in 2004, and I was like, nah, that's the 40s. I was like, God. It's the dark side now. I was like, damn. So when he was in high school at Crenshaw, 40s wasn't existing? They, I, I don't want to say that they wasn't. I want to say that that it wasn't a real, it wasn't a like, it wasn't, you know, I don't want to. Because I hear people say they was. in the 40 hustlers. Yeah, I don't want to say that they wasn't, but we was 60s. Like, it was really just us in the 30s. Where did you meet BJ at for the first time? Man, where did I meet BJ at for the first time? I can't tell you why I met BJ for the first time. Because we kind of like was young growing up. Like probably just skate ring or wherever. I don't know. Like BJ was older than us. Like BJ was off the porch. We was gangbanging. BJ was really getting money and doing other kind of shit. Like, you know, niggas can say what the fuck they want to about Jake. I'm going to give him his till he went bad, but the nigga was a, a real factor in the city for some years. He was getting money. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was a factor in it. Shit, Ice-T sung about the nigga in his own song. Um, he was fucking with, um, um, what's my name? My man name I just said about basketball when he was in the NBA. John Williams. John Williams. That was John Williams' man. You know what I mean? Like, he had a whole era of, of the west side of LA, you know, that was to itself that you, you got to speak on. And BJ really was getting money and he really was squabbling. Like he had a immaculate squabble. 
Like, I, I, I don't care what nobody say. There ain't no lot of this going to say they whooped him. Now, it might have been some niggas who punked him because if you was a real runner 60 and you going up against Jay and you was in his age bracket, of course he wasn't going to try to, you know, because you got the whole hood can come against you. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't have that. But on some on some some other shit, Jay Jay had the means to he had a squabble because we didn't been in the concerts we didn't at Crenshaw we didn't been like uh, we had to go plays and squabble with the Hoovers like in our fighting eras when we was when we was growing up going to the different concerts that was us like BJ was frontlining with the homies definitely without a doubt when BJ Vincent Cal all of us at Crenshaw Jay was there. Without a doubt. But just the kids that we've been able to reach and keep on the path that, that didn't become gang members. Down here is at Reno, Nevada. Derek is at Washington. We got um, Nigel at UCLA. We got Darius at uh, Dixie State. And I get excited about it because there's so many people and so many kids. And I would be remiss to not name the ones, but I can name the ones that I directly coached in part one, you know, but bro, we got we got San Diego State before we had at least four or five at UCLA, we had uh Utah all over the pack tour. If, if you look at this picture, you can see this is one of the very first food drives we did. This this had to be about 2010, 2011 or something like that. No, nah, this would have been earlier than that. Yeah, this might have been 2008. This might have been 2008 because we were on 43rd and Crenshaw. And, and this is the stuff that I tell you the city can't pay for. This truck right here cost us 15000 to get this food truck. We was able to feed 400 families. It was the first time we started feeding kids and uh, uh, see, feeding kids and getting them Getting them, we had it was it was food trucks in there. It was food, candy, hygiene, cosmetic, and it was something that the whole hood came out to do. Long-time listeners, Mac heads, and maniacs, appreciate you guys for checking out the channel. For newcomers, I hope you like, share, and subscribe to videos on YouTube. You can catch the actual videos. It'd be nice if you share it on Facebook and Twitter to help grow the channel. Any help would be appreciated. You can also hit me up on Cash App, Kelmac Videos, or on PayPal, paypal.me slash allhoodpublication. This is not just a hustle. I breathe, bleed, eat, sleep this shit. Always. Traveling back and forth to California, it gets costly, travels costly, and I have to get a place to stay when I'm in Los Angeles to bring you guys this great content, this inside information, and constant content that other people can't bring you. Appreciate you all. Have a great weekend.
Thanks for checking out Mac videos. I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great week, great weekend. As always, tell your loved ones you love them. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. To me, Kev Mac and Kev Mac Video, we appreciate it. You know, this is for show. Kev Mac Video.